Welcome to Questions from the Closet. I'm Ben Shalati. And I'm Charlie Bird. Each episode, we discuss a question we commonly get asked as LGBTQ plus Latter-day Saints. We're not trying to answer this question or come to a consensus, but simply sharing our perspectives. Today's question is, what does it look like in the closet? Ben and I are not terribly diverse, and we share many opinions and life experiences. For example, neither of us have closet doors, <laughs> so you can just see right into all our clothes. <laughs> However, Charlie has way better clothes in his closet. <laughs> that you can see. Yeah. Uh, why don't you have closet doors? So I live in Charlotte's house, as long-time listeners will know, and it's a very old, quirky house. And so long ago, before I moved in, they built shelves in the closet. So like it's just meant to like hold books. And I moved in, uh. and I needed to put clothes in there. So there's a bar that's like halfway out of the closet. It's like, you know, the, what do you call the, the side of the closet, you know? The like side the, of the, the wall? closet? Okay. But like where the doors <laughs> should, should hit? Oh, what right, do you call like, that? Like the door hinge? No, like, I don't know. You know, a closet's like this, and then like this. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so the, so my clothes are like half out of the closet. Nice. <laughs> I need to go look. There's a lot of books in this house, so it makes sense that they want more shelf it's space. True. Yeah, my closet's right back there. So, yeah, you're going to see all my clothes. Mine just broke. Hmm. And I didn't. I like tried to fix it, and I couldn't. And then Ryan fixed it, and then it broke again. And then he fixed it again, and then it broke again. So then I just put it on the porch outside yeah. oh okay i figured out how to describe it so what i hang my clothes on it's the bar that used to have a curtain on it to hide the books oh gotcha yeah okay like a shower curtain not that, a shower well it'd be like a cloth curtain but there's right. no but there's no curtain there now that makes a lot because my clothes are on it see i get it now it's yeah. like a it's like a, a curtain rod <laughs> exactly <laughs> anyway we like to provide a variety of voices and perspectives and today we're happy to be joined by matt hey it's good to be here Hey, Matt, we are super excited to have you, and this is going to be a bit of a different episode because we don't know if or when this will ever be released. Uh, right now, it's November 2020, 2022. It's 2022. I write 2020 on like everything still. Okay, it's November. It's tw- like a time warp. It's November 2022. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, That's the year. But we're just going to release this when you feel ready, Matt. So help us understand like why you want to record this and also why you're not ready for it to be re- released right away. Like, I don't know, maybe just a disclaimer before... I talk, um, and you guys have said this before in your podcast and different things, um, but my experience is one experience, and I'm not trying to talk for anybody else, and I'm not trying to tell people what the right thing to do is or anything like that. Um, I just have my experience, um, and the reason that I wanted to even be on the podcast, um, first, this is like so uncomfortable for me, (laughs) like so uncomfortable, Uh, but the reason I wanted to do it was because... When I got home from my mission, um, I loved my mission, um, and I love God, and and I was looking for a, a map. <laughs> I was looking for something um, or someone that could tell me what to do and how to live a fulfilling life, and I couldn't find one. Um, I found like different stories, kind of like both of yours, um, but I was... Honestly, I was looking for my life, which is really interesting, but I was looking for someone that resembled my life in a way to where I could just pattern my life after theirs. Um, I feel like, and I I don't, when I say like straight people, I don't mean to like separate the groups, um, but I feel like there are so many openly straight people in the church, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That they have all these role models in these vastly different circumstances. Um, And I had two people, um, and it was you both. and maybe one other person that I had read about. And so the, the reason I wanted to even talk was to put one more voice out there for, for a missionary or someone getting home from their mission, trying to live in a way 
um, that was pleasing to God, but fulfilling and authentic for their life. Yeah. I think that's amazing and super bold, super courageous. Um, I'm impressed that like you, you have this like feeling of putting yourself out there and that you're following through with it. Um, and I also think what you said is like really, really relatable, especially for anyone in this space. Um, cause I remember doing the same thing. I got home and I'm like, there's, there's nobody like me. Yeah. And, and, and even now I, I'm, you know, someone asked me last week, like, who's your role model? And I was like, I, I don't really know of anyone, any like older adult that I can say, oh, that's what I want my life to look like. Cause there's really not a roadmap when you're in this space. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm glad you found us and I'm glad that you're, creating your own path as well yeah and matt you stopped by my office a few weeks ago and just to talk and i thought what you said was like so beautiful and so engaging i just really wanted you to be on but you're not out like only a handful of people yeah know that you're gay and and so that's why we decided to record the episode like while you're still in the middle of everything and then because so often we have people who are ta- we're talking about our experiences and like in the past, mm-hmm. like this is something that happened a few years ago or a few months ago. But we just kind of I just thought it'd be really powerful to have you talk about like this while you're in it, and then when you're ready, we can we can let people in. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, and I think that has value because <laughs> I think a lot of the time I don't know if other people do this, but I think a lot of the time after I go through a hard time um, and I kind of figure it out. Like I write about it and I'm like, oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> like I figured it out. It's, you know, I saw, I see purpose in it now. And so I'm fine. But like when you don't see light at the end of the tunnel, when you're just in the tunnel, it's scary. <laughs> and, and I, and like, I don't honestly, like I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I, like it's terrifying. And I think like maybe hearing that or I don't know. I don't know if that's a comforting thing. And I don't know if that's like maybe not a comforting thing, but it's just like a scary place to be in. Um, like with not knowing exactly what tomorrow looks like or what next week looks like. Like I, I don't, I don't even want to think about a five-year plan. Like I just, I just want to get to next Sunday. Yeah. So tell us about some of those fears you have right now and some of these things that are weighing on you. Yeah. Um, I also would like to say this, um, along the lines of, of that question, I am in a vastly different spot than I was in two months ago. Like (laughs) it's insane. Um, and, and I think a lot of the time you don't see this part because they're closeted, right? Um, but like two months ago, I was, I was a mess. Like I was, I was like losing it because <laughs> I was like, does my life, like, I don't know, like, does it have purpose? Like, does it matter? Like the, the, the life that I've always pictured and the life that I've always thought about um, eventually, and I, I kind of saw myself in that role and like things, but when it became so real, and that was probably when I got home from my mission. Um, How long ago was that? Um, about two years, almost, almost to the day. Yeah. I, I left for the MTC on November 7th. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, um, my mission was the greatest experience of my life. I didn't have to think about this. All the, all the elders thought I was so spiritual because I didn't talk about sisters and they were like, oh my gosh, this guy's crazy. And I was like, you guys like get your head, you know, in the game. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I think, I think this is a terrifying space to be in, but but my space that I'm in today is so much less scary than it was yesterday or like the day before. And I honestly feel bad that people can't see that, that they can't see, you know, me, me like praying and crying and just like pleading with God to, to like see me and to, to know me or care about me enough to say something or send someone to me. Um, Cause I'm not in that space anymore. I'm, I'm a lot more hopeful and, 
Um, I have a better idea, a better idea, granted, not an idea, but a better idea of what I want out of life and, and kind of where I'm going. So if people could have seen you two months ago, what would they have seen? Um, someone scared. Yeah. Terrified of, of, of the next day, someone trying to be supportive to friends going to uh, ceilings and someone that loves kids, but every time he holds a baby wants to cry (laughs) someone like if they could see me, um, I, I also, I also don't want to paint myself as this like sad, depressed person. I think the best way I can describe myself and I don't want to speak for anyone else, but I feel like this is relatable. Um, a friend of mine, um, kind of asked me in a more serious way. I feel like people ask all the time, right? Like, how are you, you know? And you're like, Oh, I'm fine. You know? Um, and he said like, Matt, like, like, how are you doing on a scale of zero to 10? Like if you were to give me, and I, I really thought about it cause I've been trying to be more honest with people when they ask me questions like that. And, and I said, you know what? Like, can I, can I just really answer you? And he said, yeah, like, please. And, and I said, I live at a zero and a 10. I said, I have some of the best people in the whole world. Like, I really do believe I have some of the best friends in the whole world. And, and I have some of the best experiences. And I am so lucky in so many aspects of my life. But I, and, and it's not just because I'm gay in the church, right? But, but that's a huge thing for me. Like, that's, that's huge. Um, and a lot of the time, that's a zero, to be honest. And, and now I'm, I'm kind of entering into a space where maybe that doesn't have to be a zero all the time. Um, but, but I will always be at a zero and a 10. There will always be things in all of our lives that, that are sad and happy. And, but I think recognizing both is essential to like seeing someone. Yeah. Thank you. You know, Matt, as you were talking about, like, you wish people could see all of this and like see what was going on two months ago, like see that, that terror and that fear. There's a song I used to listen to like back before I came out to anyone uh, called my kindness shall not depart from thee. And it quotes some words from Isaiah and some words from the, from, um, the Doctrine and Covenants. And I just like, you know, it just talks about how God's kindness won't depart from us. And, you know, the mountains depart and the hills are removed. Like God's love is always there. And I just clung to that because I felt like, like, God, you're here. I know it. I know it. I know it. But like, where are you? Yeah. And I remember one day I just had like the worst day, just like down in the dumps. And I accidentally backed my car into like my apartment wall. <laughs> and I know. And just like broke the, <laughs> broke the, the back tail light, like the plastic. I was just like barely, just like nicked it. Um, but it, but it broke and I, and I just couldn't handle it. I was like too much for that day. I just couldn't handle that because I was so weighed down. And I remember like right after that, I like had to go work at the MTC and just like putting on a good face. And I said, like, put yeah. on this good face for the missionaries and act like everything was fine. When on the inside, I felt like I really just like couldn't handle one more thing. Yeah. Um, I think what you're saying is is really relatable in that it's easy. I, I feel like compartmentalization is really is like the main coping mechanism that I used. And so this like being a zero and a ten, kind of living in the extremes where like so many aspects of your life are going so incredibly well, when you're outside of that compartment of, that's yeah. messy. But then when you go in there, man, it's a mess. It's messy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think that's normal. And, and I'm glad you shared it. I also, something that just a thought I had was, um, you know, we did our episode on the stages of coming out mm-hmm. a couple of seasons ago. And those first three stages are internal. Um, and so it's like moving through a lot of personal development and growth and a lot of emotions that nobody ever sees. Yeah. And really like the coming out point or, or the point when you start telling people and allow yourself to be seen more deeply is when it becomes external. And that's a whole different set of challenges that 
um, and, and I think, you know, where you're at is kind of speaking to that. Like some things are better, but other things are, there's like a new compartment with a new zero, Yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally relate to that. Um, I think, and, and I, I, I agree, like a zero and a 10 is so like, it, it's extreme. Um, and it's everywhere in between that as well. Um, I think, I don't even know how to put some of these things into words because I've never used these words. Like, like that's the thing I want to be able to express, right? Like I've never like verbalized some of these things. Like, like the first, the first time, I don't know. And, and again, I'm in a different space. Um, and some people in my life know about this, um, now, but, but to be able, I don't, to have a life of experience that you've never shared any of that experience with, be it good or bad, it's intense. Like, and it, it was like a fire hose was just opened. <laughs> and, and honestly, I think it was, I, I don't know. And this was my experience. I don't know what other people's is like. Um, I don't know. But it was, I was almost so desperate to be seen so desperate to be heard by someone and truly I got really into Brene Brown. I don't know if you know her, but she's Saint oh, Brene yeah. Brown, of course. No, no, she's so good. Um, but she shares a quote. It's not even her quote, um, but it's in her powers of vulnerability. And um, she talks about if we, and again, I don't think this is her, but if it's her, she can have the credit. But um, like if we really want all the benefits of being loved, um, we have to deal with the mortifying ordeal of being truly known and I thought about that and I I realized like when people when people like tell me they love me and when people like spend time with me like like yes I'm me but there's this whole other aspect of my life that they don't even know to love um and and that was a piece that I I didn't know I needed but I needed loved yeah so Matt right now there are most people in your life don't see this part of you yeah what's it like to be loved by people who don't see you I think um, I, I was talking to um, my brother and my sister-in-law who, who know now um, right before I came to this. And they said, they said, where's your head at? Like, where, what are you thinking? And, and I said, honestly, like what I say tonight is going to be totally influenced by how my day was and like where my head is at. And, and I, I thought about like that and, and like, I'm a person. <laughs> And, and you guys are people and the people you, you have on the podcast are people and they have stresses throughout the day and they have, they have good things that happen and like all these things. And so the, that question is heavily influenced by my day and by the things I've thought about today. But yesterday I would have answered it differently. Um, and that's fine. But I, I just think it's important to recognize that like if you really want to understand someone in this space, like the podcast is great. Like, I don't know, you, you keep listening to the podcast, but please go talk to someone <laughs> like, like, and talk to them every day and, and get to know where they're at every day. Cause some days I'm angry and I'm frustrated and I'm sad and sometimes I'm hopeful. And, but, but to answer that question today as me, um, I think, so leading up to this, some crazy things happened in my life and I moved in with my brother and they would ask me about significant things in my life that were going well, or even just the question of, hey, how was your day? Or how, was, how did that exam go? And I wanted inside my mind, um, and I also, I don't know, like, I don't know if this is evident in the way I'm speaking. I'm like a happy person. Like, like I love people. I you love, seem like, very jovial. Yeah, I, I'm very jovial. But, um, 
but my brother would when i would walk in the door every day he'd be like oh how was this and and how was this trampoline park that you just went to and how was how was this and at first i could answer those questions honestly and by i don't know a few weeks went by and it was so taxing on like our relationship and he had no idea but it was so taxing on me to be able to to not be able to like say like, you know what, today was great, but there were also these really hard things that I was thinking about. And so when he would say, oh, I love you, um, like all I heard was that he he loved this person that wasn't even whole to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's so important that people feel loved, period. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like not, not fractured or anything or aspects of their life, but that they feel genuine Christ-like love in their life. And and, and like you said, like a lot of people in my life don't know, um, most of the people. So it's my family. They know. I'm one of 13. Um, and they all have vastly different reactions. Um, and then two of my friends know. And those are the people in my life that know. So you've talked about how important it is to you to, to feel loved as a, a whole person. Um, and, and how does that interact with like pe- people who don't know? Because, you know, it's, it's yeah. interesting, like being honest, being upfront and letting yourself be seen deeply um is a choice yeah and, you know and, and, and it's awkward because it's, it's scary but also there's that aspect of by, by guarding the secret there's part of you that never gets the love that it needs yeah and, and yeah. what's that been like for you i think ugh, it's it's yeah it's so hard to verbalize some of these things like these feelings and um not that the people in my life that don't know because that's the majority and I have tons of people in my life like they like I know they love me and I am me like it's not like I'm fake around these people or anything mm-hmm. like that um, like they know very real aspects of me but those real aspects and I like again I can't say this enough like I am just coming to the, these like realizations like if you would have asked me if anything good came from my sexuality two months ago three months ago I would have said absolutely no <laughs> Never. Like, this is the worst thing. This is a plague. This is the hardest thing I've ever been through and anyone could ever go through. Um, but but for them, like, yes, they know certain parts of me, but in essence, they they don't know, like, how my love for God is has been shaped by this, like, has been molded, honestly, by this. I had to, like, every Sunday, I have to make a conscious effort to go to church and potentially be around people and doctrines that make me really uncomfortable. Um, every time I pay my tithing, I have to consciously think I'm supporting an organization that maybe, maybe in the way that I will live one day, again, I don't know what the, the way I will live one day, but maybe they, they will disagree with for the rest of my life. Like it's so conscious and it's so consistent. Well, sometimes it's consistent, right? Depending on the thing. You yeah. want people to see that effort. Yeah, the effort and maybe not even the effort. I just want them to see me. I, I think the might, word might be sincerity. Yeah. Okay. L- yeah. L- l- like your faith is sincere. Yeah, and it's it's not even faith, right? Um, I love trampolines, right? Me too. Um, like I love, <laughs> I love trampolines and I love volleyball and I love, I, I love sports. Um, and, and the reason I love sports, honestly, I think is partially because of this. And, and I can't, I'm not going to say every aspect of sports. Like I wouldn't like sports if I was straight, but um, the, the reason I spent so much time on my trampoline was because it's where I went to think. Like I got pretty dang good. 
Um, and it, it's just because I spent all my time there and I realized like, oh, when I'm in mo- motion, when, when, when there's good flow in volleyball, when there's, when there's good pickleball, when there's all these things, like I love it because I can just be in this space where I don't have to think, but I can think perfectly at the same time. And, and that's a part of me, right, that people, people see and they recognize and they love about me. They're like, oh, like Matt loves trampolines, but they don't know why. You know, and, and I think just seeing someone more deeply, like it's, it's, it's more layers than we give ourselves credit for, I think. Yeah. Matt, can you tell us a little more about like, like this, this conscious faith, like the, like, like what your faith looks like right now? Yeah. Um, right now it is extremely conscious. <laughs> I would say even more so than it ever has been for the, for my whole life. Even more so than your mission? Oh, 100%. The um, mission is a coast. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. The, the mission is great. Like, oh. You ain't got to think about nothing. And, uh, and it's all about other people, and I'm not worried about, I don't know, what people think, and I'm not worried about dating, and I'm not worried about school or what. I don't know. Um, right now, faith is so conscious. Like, I can't put that into words enough um, because... Every day I wake up and I think, am I living my life to its fullest, right? And I'm not talking just about sexuality. I'm talking about with God and me as a person and me developing and me with things, hopes and dreams and attributes that I'd like to develop. Like, I don't know, like I don't, I don't have that talk with myself every morning. Um, but uh, uh, most mornings right now, I think like, what, what is today going to look like, you know? Um, I think another thing, I'm not sure if other people experience this but because i'm figuring this out now and i think everyone's always figuring it out but because i'm figuring this out right now um it makes other things so hard to think about um to give you an idea i don't know if i want to marry a woman um and i'm trying to figure that out and and, well i should say i know i don't want to marry a woman (laughs) but but i don't know if that's an avenue of life that i would like to pursue and that makes coming out really difficult, right? Because who wants to date a gay man <laughs> like that? Well, you'd be surprised. Oh, maybe I'd be surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, please. Well, can I make a couple observations? And you can push back. But, yeah. But it, it seems like from listening to you talk, it seems like a lot is changing really quickly. Yeah. And sometimes that feels exciting. And then sometimes it feels really unstable and scary. Um, and then there's it also seems like there's this element of you that like, doesn't want to say things or like be seen because you're afraid if you change, then people are going to pin you to where you were when you said it, especially within this. Things are changing so much right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and also I'm hearing you say, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Also, no, please. It's just kind of what I was. Yeah. Also to reflect, but it also sounds like you're, you're afraid that if you, if you say things, then people, then like doors will be shut and you want to keep doors open. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that, good, that's a good way of putting that. Um, I think, I think I'd like the doors open. Um, I think going back... Which to, is okay. Which is fine. By the right? way, like it, it makes sense that you'd want... If you have this place and you're like, I don't know where I'm going, I want to have all those options until I know where I should move. Yeah. That's so normal. Yeah, yeah. And I think... And not just with that. Um, I don't think this is switching gears, but it's difficult to decide on what to study because what I study, if I'm celibate, right, if that's one of the options of my life, is going to be very different, I think, uh, for me at least right now, than what I would study if I wanted to spend time with my family. Um, And that is like a huge choice, right? Like, do I want my work to be my life? 
Um, or do I want my work to be an aspect of my life supporting a family? And, and I don't, I don't know. That's like a huge thing. And also like when you're dealing with these questions and maybe I just deal with them in an unhealthy way, (laughs) but it's so hard to do those things. Like it's so hard to be like, okay, what should I study? And, and what, like when you're worried about whether or not God's plan was designed for you to fail, it doesn't matter like what homework is due tomorrow, you know? And, and that's bad (laughs) because the homework is important and these things are important, but, but it's so hard to even get to a place where you're like, okay, this is a possible future because I have no idea. Like I see so many different options and I have no idea which one looks appealing. It's it's like, how can you do the little things today when you're not sure there's even a future for you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I noticed a couple of times earlier in the conversation, you said, I'm like, I'm scared of tomorrow. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. Could you dig into that a little bit? Like, what are you scared of? Yeah. um, Obviously, I'm not out yet, right? Um, I'm scared of people's reactions. Um, I'm scared of relationships lost. Um, I'm also scared of relationships never realized. Um, and I've thought about that. And so I'll explain that a little bit. Um, but there are people in my life, um, and I have no animosity towards these people cause I, I love these people. Um, but generally they're just like a little homophobic and I would not be friends. Like I would not be as close with these people if they knew off the bat that I was gay. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think about future interactions with people and maybe never being able to create a relationship because they would close that door. So you have these existing relationships with people who may or may not be accepting, and you think if I come out to them, maybe it could change their heart and we could still be friends. But if somebody like them I meet six months from now and I'm already out, I maybe could have had a good relationship, but they won't give me the the time of day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a very real, I don't know. I'm more worried about that, honestly, than I am about current relationships. It sounds like the weight of the what ifs are really heavy on you right now. Yeah. I think they're heavy on everyone. Um, I think it's interesting. You asked what I was like afraid of, but I'm also so hopeful. Um, And that's a new space for me, (laughs) which, and not that hope is a new space for me, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful that like, tomorrow's going to happen and I'm going to figure some stuff out and I'm going to mess up. But like, like that's the plan. Like that is the plan. Um, and, and I've always known that and I've always, I don't know, like, but internalizing it to specific experience in your life, I think is more difficult than we give ourselves credit for. At least it's been more difficult for me. Like I've been like, Oh, these people have hope because they're straight and they can go on dates and they can, you know, all these things, but hope is not confined to a straight person. And so I think, I think that is a new space I'm in as well. Like before I would say I didn't have any hope and that, that was like a really scary place to be in. Of course. Along with this like fear of relationships and I I keep thinking you're talking a lot about relationships and a lot about wanting to be seen deeply, but not ready to be seen deeply. Yeah. And it almost sounds like for your whole life, you thought if I ever show this, this aspect of me, this hidden part of me people will be disgusted by it. People will recoil and that will hurt. So I'm not going to show it. And now you're thinking, well, I need love to this part. So maybe if I show it, people will love me still. Maybe people will love it and it'll get what it needs. But maybe I'm not so sure if I actually want to show it because maybe they'll hate it. Sure. Um, I'll clarify just okay. with yeah, where please, I'm at. Please. No, yeah. Um, I... Um, 
So I drafted this text to my family. Like I said, I think I said this already in the podcast. We talked a little bit before, but my family knows and two of my friends know, and those are all the people in my life that know. Um, and in this text, the reason I was able to come out to my family was it was because it had nothing to do, like I was not crying out for help and I was not begging for love. Like my, my text and my authenticity or vulnerability had nothing to do with them, which is crazy because it always has. And it had everything to do with me and God. Um, I, I realized that you can't just block off, you can't just build up walls in your life without enclosing good things as well. You can't say, oh, I don't want them to see these parts, but I want to feel just as much joy and just as much happiness and all these things. And I realized that in my inability or unwillingness to be vulnerable with them. I was limiting my experience with the spirit. Um, and I need, <laughs> I can't, I, I, I wish I, I honestly just wish I could give all the listeners and you guys my heart. Cause I wish you could just look at it. I need God in my life. Um, and I don't know how else to say that. And, and if what I was doing was limiting God in my life in any way, um, and I haven't always been at that point, but that's where I was at. I, I wanted that gone. Um, and so, so I, it didn't, and it still doesn't have to do with me feeling love, but me not being open with people in my life is limiting and damaging, I feel like, to my relationships with those people. Yeah, and yet you're still not opening up to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a process, or I, I know it's a process because I'm here and not not here, but here is in, in this space. Um, like, I, I think one day I hope to be open with everyone. I hope it's just like a regular thing. Um, but that, like, like, granted, I know those truths, right? And just like, I don't know, like people know truths about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like we know these things, but we mess up all the time. Um, and I think, and not that, not that I have to explain anything to anybody, um, but with where I'm at, the reason I'm not just like everybody... <laughs> this is my truth. Love me so that I can love you. And this will be great. Um, it's this, this has been my whole life. <laughs> like, and I'm trying and I, I don't know if the, the word is like catch people up or like, this is so emotionally charged for me. And I've been in so many different places with mindsets about this. Um, but with the people in my life, because I care about the people in my life. Um, I want to give them an opportunity to ask me questions and to give them that time. Um, I don't need to explain it to you, I don't think. Um, but having those conversations is the most emotionally draining thing that I have ever experienced. And it's great. Some, well, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's awful. Um, well, it's awful and great. But um, I'm like, I could, I could sleep for weeks after that and never share another vulnerable thing again. Or that's what I feel like. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just tried to catch someone up on the last decade and a half of my life of things that I've never said out loud. And, and they responded great or they, that conversation sucked so bad. Um, and, and being able to like come away from that. Like if I was just open with everybody and multiple people were reaching out, I, I would be worried about the way I would respond. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the way I, I describe um, visually, like right before I came out, was it like I was trying to hold on to the iron rod, but it wasn't like at waist level, but it was 10 feet in the air. And 
and I was just dangling from it. Like my hands hurt and yeah. my arms ache. Yeah. And I just like, it wasn't that I didn't want to hold on. I just wasn't sure I could anymore. And it sounds like that was kind of, that's what was happening in your life. You're like, I just can't do this anymore. But at the same time, yeah. letting people in is like exhausting for you. Yeah. Yeah. I th- and I think I, again, I don't think that's confined to our situation. Like I think being vulnerable is exhausting, uh, but I think it's so worth it. Um, and even I've had terrible experiences with this, like, like awful, awful experiences. Um, do you want to tell us about one of those? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why we're here, but, um, there, there are certain people that are not in my life right now. <laughs> like people that I, I've been very close with, um, and it just hurts. <laughs> oh, it hurts so bad. And there are people that I'm not as close with. Um, and that hurts too. Um, and I, but I think I wouldn't take back the, I don't know if depth or maybe, yeah, the depth that I've gained in my other relationships. I live right now with my brother and his wife and their six month old baby. And she is heaven. <laughs> I love her. Her name's actually Haven. So, um, <laughs> and they're so great. And my relationship with them is so vastly different than how it was before because they took the time to, to get to know me. And not that people didn't know me before, but, but there is a catch up phrase, right? Or phase of life, like, or of this experience where it's like, oh, what, what was that like for you? Or, or what, what is it like dating women for you? Or how has the family responded? Or what do you want out of life? You know, what, what was it like kissing a girl for the first time? What was it like, like being attracted to guys? How do you reconcile feelings of the family proclamation? Like huge questions that I could never cover in a podcast or a conversation, but that I can cover in a relationship. And so if people are willing, if the people in my life or whose ever life are willing to just sit down and get to know the aspects of whoever, whose ever life you're getting to know, um, it's illuminating. And even for the person, I feel like, oh my gosh, I do feel this way. And I've never said these words out loud, but yeah, like this matters to me and I, I want to be here. And so I think that is significant. Yeah, and, and that's beautiful, Matt. And I'm, I'm also just like so sorry that people that were important to you are no longer in your life. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry for that pain and for you know, that yeah. experience. I, I would like to say something about that if I could. Yeah. Um, I hold no angry feelings towards those people. Um, and I, I can't say that I always felt that way. Um, and relationships are so, so complex. And it has so much more, I don't know, it's not just sexuality and it's not just all these things, but all of our relationships are like that. Um, and I think in the same way, I think I, I just had this like epiphany because for, I think for a day I was like angry and I'm not an angry person. Like it's not like normal for me, but I was so hurt and I was so frustrated. Um, and then I realized um, the same like space that I'm looking for, right? In a conversation or in a relationship that I'm looking for with people, um, I have to also be willing to give right? Like it, it can't just be like, oh, listen to my experience and like, listen to how hard this has been and like, give me space. I have boundaries, but like, I don't care about yours, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for, for a lot of people. And I've realized this, this is, I hate that this is new, but it's just new. Um, and, and I want to be that person and I want to be patient. And I, and those people in my life, I fully expect to come back if I'm being honest. Um, and I think, 
I think if we take a step back and, and think about like, yes, I'm angry and this hurts and that matters because I'm feeling those things. And I think it's really important to like recognize that, but also think, I don't know where they're at and, and I don't know how difficult this might be for them in their own way. Um, but what I can do is I can give them the kind of space that I would want regardless of how I'm being treated. And so, cause I think a lot of people in this space, what I've learned, cause this is a new space for me, they're angry on both sides, right? Um, half my family are members of the church and the other half either aren't or have left. And both sides are so passionate. And, and sometimes it feels like it's tearing me apart. And I'm like, it, there has to be some sort of middle ground in all aspects of our lives, not just faith, not just belief, but every aspect. I need to be able to go up to someone that I, I disagree with and be like, oh my gosh, I still love you. <laughs> and I still have a relationship with you because my relationship with you is not tied to ideologies or philosophies that you have decided to adopt. Yeah, you know, Matt, I, I know something interesting as you were talking. So you're willing to give these people who have left your life see them with this long-term long game that at some point you know they'll come back you'll have a close relationship again yeah and yet earlier you said i can barely survive till tomorrow oh that is like i'm saying these words that is not easy um to give them that space if i'm being honest because honestly i think i think the natural man or whatever you want to call it wants to completely turn in i will i want to say to these people at the same time and and this is like this is why this space is so I know it's almost interesting, um, but I want to say to these people, um, like, how dare you think that you know what hard is? <laughs> like, hard is waking up every morning and thinking that you will never, ever feel affection from another person without feeling guilty or gross. <laughs> like, like, hard is going to wedding after wedding and holding baby after baby and going to parks and, and seeing these families and hearing about the family problem. Like, that is, that is hard. I want to say, you think you know what hard is? And even as I say that, I'm like, heated, right? Um, that is so wrong, right? Like, that, there, there is no middle ground there. There's no love there. Um, even though those feelings for me are fine. Um, and, and they're very real, but it's so important to recognize, I think for me, I don't have a monopoly on suffering and, and, and that is so hard at the same time. I love those people. Oh, I love those people so much <laughs> and I want them in my life and, and I want them in my life, all of it. <laughs> And, and the only way that that is going to happen is if I give them the same space that I'm expecting. Now, I remember when you came to my office, the question you asked me was like, what do I do? Yeah. Like that was your big question. Like, what yeah. do I do? That's still my question. <laughs> yeah. And I said, here's exactly what you do. Yeah. I did not do that. Um, you know, like this question, like, what do I do? Help like bring listeners like into that question. Like, like, what is that question for you? Like, what do I do? Yeah. Um, I think that question changes every day again. Um, right now for me, um, what that question was before <laughs> was how do I deal with these people in my life? Um, it was, how do I remain patient? Um, while understanding that they, these people are learning, um, and, and want to be loving. Um, right now, the what do I do, honestly, um, I don't know. Uh, there, there's... It, it sounds like it has like a futuristic connotation that you're scared to bring up. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm scared to bring it up. I feel like there are so many. So the one I'm thinking about right now is dating, right? Like super obvious, very, um, and that took me so long to get to. Like that was like wrestling and struggling and debating and and like trying to figure out if that was even moral or if the law of chastity for me was different than for a heterosexual person or if being with a man and just like being on a date with him like invalidated my... I don't know. If, uh, I I hate I hate verbiage sometimes because words are ineffable. <laughs> like sometimes they're just not adequate to describe my experience. But when I say worthiness, I I don't like that word because I think it's overused. But like my standing in my relationship with God, <laughs> which has so much more weight than this like word that they put on my value as a person. And like if I can go into a building, like I don't. Ugh, I want to be so careful with these next words. I don't care about the building. Like, I don't care, like, when, when I'm talking about the temple, um, but I care about everything that happens inside that building. Um, it's, I think sometimes, and again, another aspect of why I'm so grateful for this space is I've, I've had to take a step back and say, okay, obviously I'm not working on the next ordinance right now, which is marriage, um, but who am I as a person? Um, I, uh, Neil A. Maxwell says, like, yes, we need the essential ordinances, but we also need the essential attributes. Like, yes, we need, um, like, just all of these things, but we have to develop our character. Um, and so throughout that process of developing my character, I had to decide, again, no roadmap, which sucks. Um, is dating okay? Is that something that I want to get into? Um, and that that is more my question right now. But yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because people have often asked me like, you know, I want to date. I don't know what to do. Like, how do you deal with being single? And I said, honestly, the best thing that ever happened to me was I turned 31. Yeah. Because in the church, when you turn 31, you you graduate without honors from the sing- from the singles ward. Sure. And it's kind of like you lo- like you you failed at marriage. You lose, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that coincided with like I came out uh, publicly a month before I turned 31. So it was like, I'm gay. I'm 31, kicking me out of the singles ward. And it was like, I didn't, like, it was all that pressure to be married was like suddenly gone. I was like, okay, well now what does life look like? And for me, that was like a really good time because it was like all the expectations that had been put on me, like like me personally and culturally, like suddenly gone. And like, you're not in a space like that. Like there's all this, like not only cultural pressure uh, for like what your life should, should look like, but also like your hopes and dreams. Yeah. And I, and I think just naturally, like with your age and with the phase of life that you're in, um, and, and it's not that like every straight person has a roadmap, but no, there's more, no. right? Yeah. There's there's definitely like a natural system, a societal expectations, a culture of progression. Um, whereas when you're gay, it's either like nothing or nothing, <laughs> right? You choose between which nothings you want. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's really hard to be there. Like you were saying, like friends are moving on and pro- progressing in ways yeah. that you would like to with someone um, you feel attracted to. Yeah. But you're not sure if you can. And and that pressure, that pressure feels so much heavier when you're under it all. I mean, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Right? It, but, yeah. And I feel, uh, and again, these feelings might change. Um, but I feel like. Other people are given talks like good, better, best. They're like, oh, we, you need to pick between these things. And I'm dealing with like, like worst or worst, wor- like <laughs> bad, terrible and worst. Like, like, it's like, okay, which one do you want? But yeah. uh, just, pick, just pick bad. I know. Just okay. pick bad. Right. But it sucks that like, 
that's those are my options and i don't necessarily think those are my well well no, those right are the now, options those i feel like, those feel are the like my options society gives yeah and if you want something else you got to carve your own option yeah against everyone's advice or suggestions you yeah. know and, and, and not like to like this isn't an original thought sure you know like i remember like when i was in the closet like when i was like 22 23 and reading all these anonymous blog posts written by closet byu students someone wrote this post called a b plus in life and he said, the best I can hope for in life is a B plus. Like, I can't get an A. Maybe I can get a B plus. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I feel that. I also think, like, like I just told you, like, oh, I've been wrestling with dating and this. Like, that will never do what prayers and fasting have gone into that deliberation. Like, that will never. You're really concerned that when you say something, people won't understand how much it means to you. Yes, Yes. I noticed that when you were talking about jumping on the trampoline. You're like, some people think I just jump on the trampoline, but they need to know how important it is to me. Yeah. Help me understand why it's so important to you that everybody knows like these deep aspects of you. I think, I think we, I, I don't think this is unique to me. Um, I think we just thirst for connection. And I think, honest, okay, I was not deprived of connection. Um, as a kid or, you, you know, so growing siblings. up. Yeah, so many <laughs> siblings. But but in an aspect, I was. Um, and I think I I want that. Of like course. Like, I, I want that connection. And I, I want to feel like people see all of the aspects of me and love me. And I really do believe that when you know someone, you love them. Um, and... I also want, I, I don't want to just be like, oh, I decided to not date or I decided to date because I don't know, like it, it is so much more complicated than that. Like there, the, people listening have to understand that this is not like a, oh, I think, I think I will do this today, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I feel like, especially with these big decisions, people do take it lightly. They think it's like, what's like, whatever. It's like yeah. frivolous. Yeah. They, they think it's a frivolous choice. Um, coming out dating not dating yeah staying in the church leaving the church like everyone on the outside will think like oh yeah like i can't believe they made that choice yeah like yeah and when i hear people say things like well if it's hard well why don't you just like step away i'm like you have no idea like like how much i love so much of this and like how much this is a part of me and i i really liked what you said like it's also like i want i want to feel known but also there is a piece of me that i'm very aware of that feels like i have to justify every every action that has to do with this you have to say yeah because people have strong opinions about this oh so strong and they give them to you whether you ask for it or not no and yeah like being in this space in any aspect of the space you almost feel like you always have to justify your decisions to, to make them stronger than your somebody else's opinion. Yeah, yeah. And I have, totally. I have to go so in-depth about even like thinking about thinking about dating, you know, or being interested about being interested in a guy. Like I have to be like, oh, and like I strive for connection and it's not about sex and like all these things. But when a person goes on a date with someone, they never experience... Uh, when I say that, I mean a straight person for the most part. I don't, I don't know what you all go through, but I... They, it's so easy to straight people. Have I, know, I know, I know. But, <laughs> but generally, it's like, oh, I'm going on a date. Right. Um, where I, every conversation that I have, either whether I have to or I not, because of experience that I've had, I feel like I have to justify everything that happens on the date, if it happens, if why I went on the date, you know, they're just all of these things. And why can't it just be, I wanted, I wanted to. 
You know, like why why can't I have that same freedom? What if what if you can? Well, and I can. <laughs> well, no. Here's the deal. Like I, I think so much of what you're saying is true, and also I'm thinking, you know what? Like, like in my life, there are some people who will just never give me the love or acceptance or like see me as deeply as I want to be seen. And I just have to be okay with that yeah. and focus on those people who do. Hmm. So like, you know, it, it's likely, and I don't want this to be like advice, but, but you know, it's likely that some people, I mean, you're, you're on the trampoline a lot. You're a performer. Thousands of people see you. There's 999 people that will never know what that means to you. Sure. And the depth of your work your sweat, your blood, your tears, your sprained ankles, the times you fell off, the times that it's so scary to do your first Rudy, but like you have to just crank it, you know? Yeah. Nobody will understand that. Nobody can know you that way, but a couple people can. Yeah. And a couple people will. And those are the people that are going to ground you and give you that, that meat in your life. Sure. And, and I feel that so often. I mean, it just, being me and and being here there's so many people that don't know me at all yeah and it feels like it feels like drinking Lacroix. <laughs> what a comparison <laughs> <laughs> because you want like a flavor you want like the full fillingness and it's just like yeah this static this smell yeah um and and so i guess i guess for me right now where i'm at i feel like you know there's so many people who will just give me Lacroix. so i'm gonna make sure when i'm with my brother, sure. When I'm with my mom, you know, my sisters, like people who really get me, that I'm getting the full grapefruit or whatever. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And Charlie, I will give you a Lacroix. <laughs> I, I know, and I don't want it. I want the grapefruit, yeah. Ben. But I was like, I don't understand what a Rudy is either. So of course you don't, and that's why you will never get us. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and get I you don't guys. know the names of the Golden Girls, and that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know, just something to chew on, you know? No, I, I appreciate that. But it makes sense that you're saying that what you said that maybe a lack of connection growing up, and that might sound bad, and that doesn't mean that your family failed yes. you or they didn't love you or that you were abused or anything. It doesn't mean any of that. No. It just means there's a part of you that nobody knew, and that part is tender. It's tender. <laughs> yes, amen. And and you and maybe you kind of want to like overcompensate for that sure and of course you do yeah like how could you not yeah and also like there will be people listening to this who will think oh poor matt like he is deluded sure and people will be like matt you are deluded but they're thinking something the exact opposite yeah you know like people who will pity you and people who will also fear you yeah yeah and i hope i hope that i don't know i hope i can just convey uh, just the feeling that i have about this um and about how malleable it is with like on a day-to-day basis, it changes, right? Like just because like if I decide to date tonight or if I, you know, it, it doesn't mean that I can't choose something different tomorrow. I love that. And 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 I but didn't- that's something nobody says. N- nobody they says say, Once you make a decision, you're on a bad track, you're on the slippery slope and it's whatever. Do you know how many times I've decided to date and not date? Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. And and it's okay. And it's fine. And, and that space, I, I think as well, like, that's a, a very recent space that I've allowed myself to have, like, or even certain thoughts about the church or, you know, I don't know, like conversations with siblings, um, be them bad or good. Like I, I'm a person and I change. Um, I, I don't know why this came to my mind, but in Ratatouille, <laughs> um, Love Ratatouille. I, yeah, it's not even like one of my favorite movies, but, um, 
Remy is talking to his dad and um, his dad is like looking at him and he's like, Remy, they, they will never change. Like, like they, they will, it's not in their nature. And, and he says to his dad, he says, dad, like change, nature is change. Um, and, and I have to be willing to believe that in order to move forward. Right. Cause I, I'm not in the place that I want to be in right now. Right. But I recognize that, or I don't know, this is a hopeful thing. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I believe that I can get there. And in the same sentiment, um, I hope that the people in my life that maybe haven't responded in the best way, maybe not even in negative ways, but maybe just not in the best way. Um, I'm hopeful that they, I don't know, the word is change. Yeah, I, I'm hopeful that they can change and learn and, and, and grow in, in that aspect. Yeah. I think that's, like that's the gospel right that that's daily bread that's manna yeah that's taking a step when you can't see anything and hoping something's there and being okay with that movement and trusting god and and also trusting the people in your life that they will improve yeah and and i think like through all this malleability that you're talking about this ambiguity that you're facing um you, you know that there's this eternal truth that god is unchanging right and i believe that it's not that um, God's, you know, that like the church's policies are always the same or the way that God, um, like reveals the gospel or, or the doctrines is, is always the same because that's yeah. not true. You know, like it went from the law of Moses to the gospel of Christ. You know, there's been changes, but the consistent thing about God is that he always knows every aspect of the soul and he always loves every aspect of the soul. Yeah. And there, there is a constant there. And if you can trust that, even though it's dark, even though it's, muddy or foggy or whatever you can take a step and trust that he's going to be there and say okay where should my next what direction should my next step be should yeah. i go back right left diagonal should i twist yeah <laughs> should i jump yeah should i do a rudy should i do a rudy yeah um, ben what do you think a rudy is <laughs> uh when you jump and twist that's which direction forward or back forward which which is harder to twist <laughs> forward or back forward Ben Shalati a round of applause for him that's pretty good anyway yeah um, I think as well um, I'm switching gears I hope that's okay switch it up just just something we love change here um, (laughs) something I've thought about a lot um, and I I hope this doesn't turn into like I don't know like I obviously I'm frustrated with things but also like like I'm awe-inspired by things as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to be a member of the church and I'm so frustrated with being a member of the church and I, and I love God and I have no idea what he's doing. And, and like, but, but it's okay for those things to coexist. I've just decided that dichotomy is my life. <laughs> um, but I think one of the things, the reason I bring that up, I hope I don't just sound like I'm talking about all the negative aspects of this because I'm learning that there are positive aspects. You said um, some really beautiful positive things. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Because I just I, I don't want to sound like I'm just complaining. Like, oh, my life is so hard. Um, but but something. Now I'm going into it. Um, something that is frustrating is like within the church. Like I want to be here, and I want to stay, and I want like I, I want more than anything to be here. Um, and sometimes it feels like people would rather me just leave. Or like pick a side, like like sometimes I'll be talking to 
um, a sibling or or even about this with someone be like, oh, hypothetical question for you. What are your thoughts on this? Um, and they'll be like, oh my gosh, like that is just like wrong. Like it's just wrong for that person to be dating a man and to be like trying to do these things. He, he has to pick one. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe I do, but I don't think so. Like, I don't, I don't think in any, and I, I don't want to compare, I don't know. I don't want to compare this to like other things. Cause it's so different from everything. Um, in the same way that my experience is different from both of yours. Um, but it can, I, I just really wish that people would just see the desire, see the desire, like, Oh, this person wants to be here and say, welcome. <laughs> Like, thank you for being here instead of, oh, like how, like, don't you feel guilty when you go to the temple or that person should feel guilty or, um, I don't know, just like anything else, but love in that moment for that person is probably not helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's incredibly hard for me to say, which I hope this doesn't sound bad, but that I want to stay like, like it's hard for me to say that because it, it's hard to stay. You know, like I, I see these people and no judgment for why someone leaves or why that's healthier for them or what it is. Um, but it's frustrating for me because I feel like I'm clawing <laughs> to just like at anything to feel welcome and to feel like I have a space in church and just in all of these things. And these people are just leaving and, 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 and not and, that I understand that. And Matt, you're sharing this experience with someone who like has told almost nobody. I know. And that's what's terrifying about telling people like... Like, will it only get worse if people know? Will it only get worse? And the scary thing, uh, the scariest thing is not bad people. That's what I've realized. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not bad people. It's people that are good, (laughs) that are just ignorant. Like, they, their words hurt the most, for sure, for sure. Because they have a relationship with me, right? And and their words, obviously, like, their words don't define me, but they affect me. And so, yeah, that's, it's scary. You've mentioned a couple of times the fear of relationships changing and I would just, I think relationships will change. Yeah. Like every single relationship you have will change. Yeah. Whether if they know this about you um, and a lot of them will be for the better. And yeah. I, and, and I think like I know with me, so many were so better, much deeper, much more grounded. And some of them weren't. And, and it sucked it sucked to have people that I was really close to that never said anything bad, but just kind of slowly faded away. Yeah. Um, and not because I moved or, li- you know, like yeah. there's relationships that change depending yeah. on where you're at in your stage of life. But it was, you know, it felt pretty correlated with, with me telling people I was gay. Yeah. And I don't know. It, that sucks. I'm sorry you got to deal with that. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. We all have to deal with. That. And also, it can be really beautiful. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And it, it feels more stable to me. Yeah. And and I I want I uh, I have I have experienced the beauty in that. Um, I I dated this girl for a really long time. Um, is she cute? She's she's gorgeous. She's <laughs> she's the best best person in my life. Um, and and it was our relationship was great. You know when when she didn't know um and she's one of the two people that know besides my family um our relationship is i i don't have like words to describe how much it means to me um 
Like that relationship is so much deeper than it could have ever been with me not being honest. Totally. Um, and that is a, something that has just been great to experience. Like that, that is like a great thing. Um, and, but I've allowed myself like the space to, to kind of do that how I want to do that. You know, some people make this big post and that's great. Um, and maybe that will happen for me one day. And may, honestly, if that happens, it will be out of convenience. <laughs> like it will, it will be strictly out of convenience. You can't sit down and have those heart crushing conversations yeah. every day. You no, just, you can't. It just logistically, you just can't. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I have 12 siblings. Um, and I, I gave myself a day break in between each of them. And I, I talked to them. It took me like a, almost a month oh to get gosh. through everyone. Um, <laughs> And they, they were so draining and some of them were beautiful and some of them I felt misunderstood and some of them I was like, what, <laughs> what, what was that? You know, but, and again, no judgment towards my family. Like they're figuring it out. And, um, and also I think, I don't know when we're, the whole point of this episode is like what it's like being in the closet. I think it's, I don't know if you want to take the closet analogy further. There are so many shelves <laughs> in that closet and there are so many different like aspects of where I was at and and how I felt, how I would have felt about those conversations. And shirts that you used to wear and shirts that you don't anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I think I, honestly, what I have gained out of this is compassion for people um, in a way that I, I never, and I feel like a fairly compassionate person, but but I have really just like loved people with where they're at, which is so interesting because that's all I want for me, right? But before, I don't know if I was willing to do that. Yeah, I, I love that, like that beautiful thought of giving people the thing that you want. Yeah. yeah. You know, Matt, at the very beginning of this, you talked about, you know, feeling lonely and isolated, like like who who was like me? Like who can I talk to? Who was yeah. like me? What have you done with those feelings of like isolation and loneliness? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> and that's more of a vulnerable question, but I will answer it. Um, basically what I decided, so when I got home from my mission, I tried, oh, I tried so hard to find someone that I could talk to or I don't know. And well, granted that wasn't like directly off my mission. I like, I was like, oh, I could do this forever. I am awesome. Um, and, and I, I did it for a while, but eventually I was like, man, like I need to talk to someone. And granted, I only talked to someone like four months ago. Like that was the first time anyone ever had you know, heard about my experience. Um, but I knew that I needed to talk to someone that, uh, it was so, it's so much more than just relating with being gay, right? Like with, it, it's the same thing as if like, oh, I want to relate to someone and I'm straight, I assume, cause I'm not straight. And so maybe I can't, but, um, if I'm straight, I'm not just going to go find another person that has my same sexual orientation to relate to. Like, honestly, they probably don't even think about that. For sure. Yeah. I wanted to find someone that loved sports um, and loved the gospel um, and was trying to navigate this or had navigated this in the way I was. I was really hoping for someone, I don't know, that that was navigating um, it. And so I didn't know what else to do. So I, I got on dating apps. <laughs> and so, and I'm actually on... I'm on um, Hinge and Tinder. I don't even know if those are the good ones, but those are the ones I'm on. Um, and I, my picture isn't on the app. Um, it's, it's pictures of nature and things that I like. Um, and I'm very honest 
Um, I say, listen, I am trying to navigate my sexual orientation with what I believe in correspondence with being authentic as a person. These are the things I like. I would love to hear about your experience. And that's how, that's how I've been doing it. Um, thanks for sharing that. That's, uh, that's brave. And also it just makes me so sad that we live in a world that doesn't have resources for people so that they have to go to dating apps to find emotional and friendship support. Like, like we need better infrastructure yeah. to support LGBTQ people in religious spaces. No, I agree. Like, like we need it yeah. so bad because uh, I mean, a dating app is not the ideal place to get the support you're oh, looking it's... for. Like it's, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't want to judge it, but for, for what you're saying, like, it's not, it's like a bad place to look for support. And, it's and, such a bad place. And you could find someone for yeah. sure, but it's just not, I mean, I just, we, we got like people, communities, we got to do better. Like we yeah. have to start creating visible love and support. So we don't have to go to dating apps or anonymously when people need help. Yeah. 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 And how has this been for you trying to meet people that way? Yeah. Um, it is beyond frustrating. Like it's so, I can't describe that either. Um, I think I've had positive experiences um, and I've had, I don't know if I've had like crazy negative experiences, but a lot of these people that I've talked to, granted I'm in, is this Salt Lake County? Is that I'm, is Utah, Utah, County. Utah County? I don't know. I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm by BYU, right? right? And so a lot of the people, they at least know about like members and so I normally, at first I was so surprised that I got responses um, from that. Like, oh, what a lovely tree. I'll talk to this guy. Yeah, actually, I'm like, okay, first dating apps are sketchy. Swipe right on that for, tree. <laughs> for straight people, you know, like I, I would never like on someone that like didn't have pictures. Um, but I've, a lot of the people in this space that I've talked to, it's so sad because by the time they come out or when they come out, a lot of the time my experience has been they're mad and they're gone. Mm-hmm. From And I, I speak of the church. And so like when I talk to them, there are, a lot of them are, I don't know, they've described, oh, I was a member, I hate the church or like all these things. And I have met a few people um, that feel similarly to where I'm at, but it's still, even people in those spaces that I've talked to, they're like getting mad. And and that scares me because we have, I've met some of these people, right? Like I've met up with some of these people and they are some of the most genuine people I've ever met. Um, and we're losing them. Like, and when I say we're, I'm speaking as the church. Um, one of my favorite things, um, one of my friends, his dad is a mission president. And um, you know how missions have like themes and stuff. Um, his dad's was God gathers, Satan separates, but Christ connects. Um, and, and I think God is trying to gather. Like, I feel that, I think. Um, maybe not always in this space, but I feel the effort. Um, and it's so sad to see people um, in this space that were so strong or are so strong and they're getting so frustrated that they want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, you know what? I don't want anything to do with the church. I don't want the good parts, the bad part. Like I can't, I can't be there and feel safe. Um, and I think, wow, what a loss for God's kingdom, you know? And I, I think there are so many frustrations there, but, but we, we have to create a space where these people that genuinely want to be here 
can cannot just be here because I don't know. I think something that is frustrating to hear is when someone's like, "Oh, you have the same opportunities as a straight person," and and maybe that's frustrating for a straight person to hear. Like that, that's frustrating for me. But I don't know. Uh, that is so frustrating to hear. Like, yes, I can do the same things, but like, you can go marry a man. <laughs> like, you go for it. But but like, with the feelings I have, and and like the deep feelings I have, and and the desire for connection I have, it makes the church honestly a difficult place like the the things that bring people comfort and joy and peace like i look at and receive those things obviously um or maybe not obviously but i also receive um discontent confusion and fear like like that is a hard place to be in and i think our job as members of the church or not members of the church is just love these people and show them that they have a space where they can go and regardless of if they're dating men or women or trans or you know whatever the case may be that that they're safe there because god is there you're learning to not hate yourself because of your orientation yeah. and there's this you use the word dichotomy like your life is dichotomy it's like there are these two sides and everything you're trying to figure out you tell people sometimes it's great sometimes it's terrible sometimes relationships change for the better sometimes they change for the worse and you are terrified about the future but also hopeful yeah and so it sounds like there's a lot of stuff going on in your life and um and it sounds like like scary and wonderful and like self-discovery is great but also terrifying and exhausting and exhilarating and all these things going on and you want people to know but also you don't want them to know like like lots of contradictions and complex feelings so you know let me just like like ask you this like general question again that we started with like what's it like for you in the closet i'm not trying to correct your question but i think a better question would be what it's like what is it like for you today in the closet um and today, I'm good. Um, I'm also not good. Tomorrow, um, you're going to have a vulnerability hangover, <laughs> and you're going to freak out. Yeah, I know. Like, we are <laughs> never releasing that episode. Delete the file. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, what it's like for me today in the closet is, um, honestly, I, I feel like I'm blind. Like, I, I, I'm stepping forward, which is new, <laughs> um, but I, I can't see. And it doesn't feel like a lot of other people are like doing it in the same way that I want to do it because it's so different. Um, and so I'm just, yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. You know, when, when we talked in my office, I, I like in like 45 minutes, I was like, that is like the gay Larry's experience. Like yeah. you, you like shared like all the things that like everyone wrestles with, but it was like, you discovered it all on your own. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it was like new for me. Yeah. It was like, You're like, and then there's this and there's this and there's yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. And, 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 you know, and, and I think, you know, and, and like, as you're like thinking about like, I wish there were people like me. I wish I could connect with people. Like there are so many people in the exact same space. Well, not the exact same space, sure. but, but like going through a very similar process. It's just, you know, it's, it's hard to tell people. It's hard to let people in. And, and, and so there are like all these islands of people having experiences that, just are all alone and you know i'm 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 honestly like like so sorry that you had to go to dating apps to try and connect with people but also like so glad you found someone like also so sad that 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 friendship ended and so i guess i'm also feeling a complex feeling like range of emotions about all of this it reminds me ben of before we started this episode you were so excited for a similarity and difference you thought of that your door your closet doesn't have doors and mine does and i was like no mine also doesn't either (laughs) And, and, you know, it's, that's just kind of how it is. Like a lot of us don't have closet doors, you know, and, um, also 
kind of a beautiful analogy of your curtain rod and like the clothes are half in the closet, half out. Mm-hmm. Matt, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> you are Ben's clothes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and you have no closet door. More stylish though. Yeah. But I mean, thank you for sharing what that's like and the goods and the bads and the darks and the lights. And I've, I'm impressed by your faith and testimony. And um, I also have hope for you. Oh, hey, thanks. <laughs> I do too. If I had a message, and I don't know if that's what I'm going for, um, but it would just be to see people, um, to like to really try to see people um, with what they're going through. I think one of my favorite quotes is from Elder Iring, and he said, we need to treat people, um, or if we treat people like they're in the worst position of their entire lives, we're, we're going to be right, like 90% of the time. Um, and I think everyone is going through things, and I think everyone is struggling. Um, obviously, this space is so significant for me. Um, regardless of what your experience is, um, I would just ask you to please try to see people. Um, and, and you do that by asking questions. By, by genuinely having enough compassion and love in your heart to ask questions. Well, Matt, I'm so excited for all the people that are going to get to see you, maybe, should this release. Maybe. Um, for all these people and, like, for answering our questions. Like, thanks for sharing some of your heart today. Yeah, and for having the courage to, you know, be in a place where you're still figuring things out and, like, to share, like, this snapshot of today. And who knows what tomorrow is going to be like or next year or in five years. Yeah. But thank you for having the courage to share today with us. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you have enjoyed this or other episodes, please consider leaving a review, following us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Questions from the Closet, or sharing this podcast with someone you love. And as always, please remember that we do not represent the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Brigham Young University. We're not trying to be prescriptive or tell anyone what to think or what to do. You heard three perspectives and there are many, many more. We encourage you to listen to other voices and hear a wide variety of experiences. If you would like to submit a question or share a comment about today's episode, you can email us at questionsfromthecloset at gmail.com. Until Until next time. time.